Hello, everyone. I am going to do this whole episode off the top of my head. So when I think about my own sexual betterment, I have learned how to properly maneuver my own sexual inquisitiveness. I no longer look up uh, pornographic imagery on internet searches anymore. Instead, I decided to look at fine art nudes that are erotic in nature, but they display sensuality healthily, sexuality healthily, and eroticism healthily. Because usually... The pornographic imagery is of mainstream pornography instead of ethical pornography. I no longer self-pleasure or self-ejaculate, either masturbate to mainstream pornographic imagery on the internet because of their Attacks on healthy sexuality, healthy eroticism, and healthy sensuality. I have also learned that when it comes to sex for myself, I have fully figured out that I also couldn't sleep with people who are cyber stalkers, stalkers, and those who are willing to sell information. What do I mean by these things? For example, let's say a person, made up example, is a basketball player within the NBA. They're a superstar. And they travel North America predominantly to be able to have lodging in other cities, other states, other counties. And they travel around the world in terms of the Olympics, even professional basketball leagues overseas. But predominantly North America, 
they travel to play at different are- different arenas. Meaning they also have to travel to different workout facilities and different uh, basketball courts, professionally speaking, so they can keep their basketball ac- acumen uh, mightily awesome. And at the same time, when they go to these hotels and motels, there are women lined up to meet them and to sleep with them after greeting them. And these hotels will set, will sell the, the information to the women. And the NBA has women... Um, uh, groupies that may be derogatory I'll just say fans and women are showing up everywhere these NBA players are and the NBA players are wondering why these women are there they never we never tell them where we're staying where we're going but they're always showing up come to find out you have hotel motel um, employees are selling the information to the women about where they are. And that's how you get NBA sex fandom to occur. That uh, Learning that about what happened in the National Basketball Association, it made me open my eyes to the need for sexual discipline even more. Like, wow, that's basically sexual cyber-stalking sexual cyberbullying because a lot of these women will DM NBA players social media accounts as if tomorrow is never going to happen and then they do sexual bullying and sexual stalking in person make the NBA players feel like if they don't have sex with them then somehow they will engage in what is called defamation, smear campaigns, character assassinations, and probably make up um, sexual rumors about these NBA players. The same thing happens in the NFL, the NHL, the MLB. It happens in every industry that has famous people in it. So I'm not picking on the NBA. Um, this 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 happens in the world of entertainment, the world of music, the world of movies, uh, corporate America, uh, cable news, even famous YouTubers. It happens. Um, it's a lot more common if you're in the sex industry, porn industry, but even in the even in the sex industry, porn industry, it's still wrong for all these things to happen. And then I I truly learned that for me, sexual discipline it made me more mindful of the fact that you may have people trying to stalk your home. 
looking up your address, looking up your uh, phone numbers, and breaking and entering and blowing up your phone with phone calls and messages as if tomorrow is not going to ever come, like I say again. And then what I learned about sex for myself um, is that honestly there are people out here who are part of organized crime. So they will use women to get gain access to controlling you in the form of if you don't do this for me or say this for me, I'll come after you, your loved ones, your family, your friends, your co-workers, so they can get bumped. Um, that's mafia language for either murder or robbery or violence or all three. And sometimes they will use women as bait. Some guys will misogynistically refer to women as bait, meaning fishing for women. And they'll do that because they know, okay, in their, in their chauvinistic minds, a woman is a man's weakness. So in order for him to commit crimes with me and make him the patsy or the fall guy, I will have him share women with me in the mafia world. That way, he can never double cross me because of all the sex that he's getting through his association with me. That's how mafia bosses tend to think. And then in that world, if you're sharing women, I know it's misogynistic, I get it. If you're quote-unquote sharing women, and the other guys in the mafia don't know that's what's happening, you might be more of a target for murder or violence or robbery because that's how you get fits of rage and streaks of jealousy and outbursts of envy to occur um, because of hyper-masculine brainwashing, so to speak. Because sometimes they'll use women to say, hey, you, you can have sex with these women as a way of keeping you quiet, as a way of instilling the fear of the code of silence in you, as a way of instilling the fear of the code of vendetta in you. Okay, I'm giving you all the pleasure you want. Now, make these criminal phone calls for me and send these criminal emails for me or... Go make these criminal deals for me overseas and where we are presently presiding. Or, okay, 
if I help you win something, that means you can't come after us. If you're a government official, right, and you're doing business with the mafia, the mafia is making it clear, okay, we helped you win this election, like JFK. Now, you have to stop coming after us legally. That means you can never use the Department of Justice against us. So you have to tell, convince the Attorney General to leave us alone. Because if not, we may even come after the Attorney General. Which could have happened to Robert F. Kennedy, in my view. Because... Who's to say that in 1968 the Mafia wasn't involved in his murder? Not to bring up pain to the Kennedy family, but the Mafia was one of the reasons why they were infamous back in the 60s is because it was understood they could not stand the Kennedy brothers. They didn't like RFK the most because RFK was the most antagonistic towards them. So they decided, okay... RFK only has power because his brother JFK appointed him to attorney general position. And also they were like, well, we are here into the grapevine and we may even know that RFK had an affair with Marilyn Monroe, with his brother. That was one of the mafia talks of the town. I'm just telling you what was being reported. I'm not making anything up. So all those stories has really showed me how sexual discipline is so important. Because if sexual slavery, um, in this case meaning, not to make fun of the typical definition of sexual slavery, you know, that is extreme. one of the reasons why I live a well-sexually disciplined life. Because I'm, and y'all know, a survivor of that. And even if I didn't survive it, I would still be just as sensitive um, to sexual discipline. Is that sharing women in the mafia world, it can be like a form of sexual slavery because your flesh is being used against you. Your flesh is being used to oppose you. And if I give you women, you have to give me unlimited power. That means all the organized crime I want to do, you have to be okay with it, even if you are a lawmaker in Congress. Even if you are a legal system lawmaker, you have to give me unofficial immunity. I'll tell you what you want to know, but you can never put arrest us. You can never put us in prison. You can never give us the death penalty. You can never even give us a slap on the wrist. So... That's why I know in my heart it's dangerous to have sex with organized crime members. Also because you could have sex with people who are actually cool with your enemies. 
and they're ba- and these women are basically decoys. It's like the Maury show decoys, not as bad, but still bad. Where okay, you can kiss on me, touch on me, but you don't know you're being filmed on camera, and we're gonna show it to the studio audience and to your wife or your girlfriend or child's mother, and you will be and you will be seen as an evidential cheater. In the mafia world, it's worse. Because you could be sleeping with women that may actually report graphic details of the sex and they may not express positive reviews on the graphic details of the sex y'all having. And they may even report how bad your body is, how lousy your genitals are, your funny faces, your breathing. They might say are less than to be desired, but they'll say it profanely. And they'll all the secrets you tell the women you're sleeping with, they'll tell all the secrets to the, your enemies. Like, okay, if you're planning on wiping out your rival organized crime syndicate. Women from that world will will sleep with you as a way of distracting you, um, numbing your senses and dulling your intellect. And you're not even thinking, could she be a supporter of my enemies, my haters? And in actuality, a lot of them are, but they make it look like they're cool with you and your organized crime syndicate. And they go to your enemies and tell them all your plots, all your secrets. And these women might even try to gain access to um, knowing what the nuclear codes are. And that was something JFK had to worry about. Because when you're sleeping with people who are threats to national security, they want to know nuclear code so they can wipe out anybody tribalistically that they can't stand. I'm talking about international Holocaust. No offense to the Jewish community. I'm using Holocaust as an example of the evil in certain people and how they'll even use sex as a part of their evil. And so a lot of people don't think about how You could be having sex with people that are plotting against you. Um, And these people, for example, you could be out to dinner with these women. I'm just giving you real life examples of what I've heard and seen in terms of being privy to the mafia world. You could be out to dinner with a woman that you're sleeping with and y'all eating together and all of a sudden she pretends to go to the bathroom but instead of going to the bathroom she sneaks to the back your enemies are there she'll tell them okay he's in the left part of the restroom walk uh, about 10 tables to your right and then make a quick left and he's right there 
That's where we are. So he's wondering why she's taking so long because they're finalizing their plot. So the mafia guys go in the restaurant and he's shocked because it's his enemies. They followed him the whole time. They're following him on foot and car because they're able to drive to where he was and they parked. Sometimes the guy knew it, sometimes he didn't know. Sometimes he'd think, okay, the coast is clear, they left me alone. Other times, he had no idea. Goes into the restaurant, kills the man, threatens anybody who tries to tell on him, witness intimidation, and then walks out calmly, cool as if nothing happened. They drive in the car, and the woman is in the passenger with these guys, and they're thanking the woman for being the sexual decoy of the guy that they just killed. So that does happen. It does happen where you have people who sex you just to even exploit you. They may try to rob you. They may try to confiscate your assets, your entire bank accounts. They want to know your passwords to even your social security, Medicaid, Medicare, because they want to control your income and try to find a way to make the income your income directly go to them. So it's no longer your income. They try to make it their income. And they'll try to even gain passwords and special access to your business accounts. If you, especially if you're entrepreneurial, because they want to try to control your entire business. So these things do happen. And um, they even do try to hack into like your social media to, if you're making money from it, just so that your social media money, if you have a large following, goes to them. So uh, learning all these things has made me an extremely well sexually disciplined person. Um, I also learned that you may have people who will act like they're for you, but behind the scenes, they're clowning you behind your back by accusing you of severely lacking intelligence because they enjoy duping you. And then I learned, sexually speaking, that um, a lot of times And this is to be true. They don't have any care in the world regarding the generational curses of a lack of sexual discipline. For example, 
when it comes to sex, they may not have active listening skills. When it comes to sex, they may not have study skills. When it comes to sex, they may not have social skills. When it comes to sex, they may not have communication skills. When it comes to sex, they may not have critical thinking skills. When it comes to sex, they may not have creative thinking skills. When it comes to sex, they may not have lateral thinking skills. When it comes to sex, they may lack assertiveness techniques. When it comes to sex, they may lack personal boundaries. When it comes to sex, they may lack professional boundaries. When it comes to sex, they may lack emotional self-regulation. When it comes to sex, they may lack emotional intelligence. When it comes to sex, they may lack people skills. When it comes to sex, they may lack conflict resolution skills. When it comes to sex, they may lack problem-solving skills. When it comes to sex, they may lack coping and managing emotions skills. When it comes to sex, they may lack equanimity uh, skills. And... You know, when it comes to sex, they may lack self-esteem skills. When it comes to sex, they may lack confidence and courage. And those are things that people really have to consider. Um, Because I've made up my mind that I wanted to be a person that also understands the value of patience and taking your time even with sex. Because if a person doesn't want you to know their name or even the basics about them, like age or what they do for a living, or they even lie about their age, those aren't the people that you should be having sex with. That's not the right person to have sex with. And these are things I really had to consider because other reasons why I choose to barely hardly have sex um, is also because a lot of times most people don't have good sexual touch skills. Most people don't have good sexual taste skills. Most people don't have good sexual hearing skills. Most people don't have good sexual sight skills. And most people don't have good uh, sexual smell skills. They just don't. Because they're so brainwashed by a lot of mainstream pornography... They're so brainwashed by thinking that, oh, sex in Hollywood movies, Hollywood television, is how people have sex in real life. So, they're not even, they're incapable of foreplay skills. They're incapable of non-penetrative sex skills. Um, They're incapable of sexual roleplay skills, so... Most people don't have those skills down packed. No pun intended. And 
I figured out that um, most people are sexually calamitous, sexually disastrous, and sexually catastrophic because most people are insensitive lovers. Most people are desensitized lovers because they treat sex the way society says to. They treat sex the way religion says to. They treat sex like rape culture says to. And um, I also figured out that like like in a lot of mainstream pornography, not all, but a lot, it's a lot, it's a it's an undue, unnecessary shit ton of pressure to always come up with sexual statements nobody's heard before or to come up with your own variations of what sexual statements have been heard before to the point where asking abusive questions, making abusive comments, um, making, abu- making abusive compliments and you know, abusive social cues. They all do these things when it comes to sex. And basically behaving as an abusive father figure when it comes to sex. A lot of mainstream porn guys do that. You can tell by them yelling at the women, spanking the women, grabbing the women, and being physically aggressive, sexually aggressive towards the women. They portray themselves as these um, bad father sex studs. And, um, And then I noticed that the women, in turn, try to outdo the guys in these sexual tales of woe sexual woes where they portray themselves as the abusive mother figures when it comes to sex the way they spank the man yelling at the man making abusive comments making abusive compliments asking abusive questions and the way that they're physically aggressive sexually aggressive towards men this is this happened in mainstream porn too and then I noticed that um They, they make abusive insults, abusive ad hominem attacks, abusive personal attacks, abu- abusive per- uh, personal abuse, Re- healthy redundancy in this case, when we say that, and um, abusive verbal attacks and abusive verbal abuse. Again, healthy redundant- redundancy in, in this context too. And just abusive rudeness, all when it comes to sex. So... A lot of people, most people, I should say, are sexually uneducated, sexually miseducated, sexually undereducated, and sexually illiterate, and they lack porn literacy. That's why those are, now you understand the other, all the other reasons why I barely hardly have sex. And that, for the most part, 
and I emphasize for the most part, I don't have sex. I have sex every now and then. Rare occasions because we live in a world where uh, people are they're either sexually overindulgent I don't sleep with those people one reason why I barely hardly have sex or extreme sexual asceticism to the point where they're sexually repressed, sexually suppressed another reason why I barely hardly have sex, I don't sleep with those people or what they do is they go back and forth between extreme sexual asceticism and extreme sexual overindulgence. I, I don't have sex with those people, and that's the third reason why I barely hardly have sex. We basically live in a world where people are sexually untutored, lacking sexual mentorship, and they most people, they lack sexual coaching, sex therapy, and sexologists, and that's why we live in a world of people not understanding the beauty of comprehensive sexual education. It's not about making people have sex, it's giving you all your options in terms of relevant factual information. And be, but most people suffer from sexual disinformation um, and sexual misinformation. Um, they live in a world of sexual alternative facts. And they live in a world of sexual doublespeak, sexual mob speak, and sexual doublethink, sexual mob think. And they're just sexually draconian types. And I had to say to myself, no, I will not have as much sex as I would like because I'm learning how sexually awful this world is. I've learned that in all industries that are legal and decriminalized, um, most people in all industries do not have what it takes to sexually pleasure me. And it hurts to say it, very few people in the sex industry can be sexually empathic and sexually empathetic towards me. Very few people in the porn industry can be sexually empathic and sexually empathetic towards me. Very few people in all industries can be sexually empathic, sexually empathetic towards me. Most of them, if I were to have sex with them, the sexual scars would skyrocket like there's no tomorrow. The sexual traumas would skyrocket like there's no tomorrow. Um, They would try to make me heartless, sexually speaking. They would even overlook all of my sexual trauma triggers 
I slept with them, they would cause me to experience sexual, emotional self-dysregulation, sexual trauma reminders, uh, sexual hypervigilance, sexual acute stress of reactions, um, sexual survivor guilt, violent sexual thematic elements sexual post-traumatic stress sexual panic attacks I dare say sex induced heart attacks And they would try to make me suffer from sexually repressed memories and sexually suppressed memories. And I would experience sexual fight or flight mode due to them. They wouldn't even have sexual vocational skills in mind in reference to me. I also noticed that they wouldn't have sexual life skills based education. With them would even cause me to have sexual hurt skyrocket like there's no tomorrow. Sexual hangups like there's no tomorrow. Sexual habits that are despicable like there's no tomorrow too. Um another thing I learned was that They wouldn't know how to grab me properly. They wouldn't know how to feel me properly. They wouldn't know how to to touch me properly. They wouldn't know how to caress me properly. They wouldn't know how to look at me properly. They wouldn't know how to talk to me properly. They wouldn't know how to compliment me properly. They wouldn't know how to make proper comments towards me. They wouldn't know how to question me properly. They wouldn't know how to smell me properly. They wouldn't know how to hold me properly. They wouldn't know how to behold me properly. They wouldn't know how to grip me properly. They wouldn't know how to squeeze me properly. They wouldn't know how to spank me properly. They wouldn't know how to hug me properly. They wouldn't know how to massage me properly. They wouldn't properly sexually acquiesce to healthy sexual commands verbally, non-verbally, properly. 
their sexual selective inattention would emerge itself. They would be inattentive lovers. They wouldn't know how to poke me properly. They wouldn't know how to do touching heads properly. They wouldn't know how to kiss me properly. They wouldn't know how to suck me properly. They wouldn't know how to slurp me properly. They wouldn't know how to drink me properly. And, um... One ear would... It would go in one ear out the other in terms of... Sexual demands that are healthy. And... Meaning my healthy sexual wants my sexual, healthy sexual needs. They would be sexually indifferent towards me, sexually nonchalant towards me. They meaning most people. Most people outside of the sex industry, most people in the sex industry. Most people outside of the porn industry, most people within the porn industry. And uh, as a public figure that I am, there are people that are, would be willing to sexually blackmail me. So that's why I keep, um, these are other reasons why I keep my sexual partnerships tiny. On and off filmography. Um... Another thing it would just what I've been saying. Okay, getting back to being a public figure. Sometimes People have set, you know, unhealthy sexual ulterior motives. They want to have sex with you just so they can be fine. Just so you can be financially obligated to them for the rest of their life, and to be materialistically obligated to them for the rest of their lives too. I then notice that in regards to most of the people out here, they would be insensitive to the aging process, such as cellulite. Wrinkles. Saddlebags. Chest drooping, gluteus maximus drooping,
and the graying of hair. And that all it does affect sex. And then I realized that when it comes to sex, they are the type of people that would not have any concern about if they are too noisy or not enough noise. Breathing too loud or not enough breathing. And they would be very rejecting of healthy clumsiness, healthy accents that sex brings. They would be the type to malign a person for queefing, even farting. Those are things you can't help during sex, even if you did use the bathroom before you had sex. Sex has a smell because we're being nude with a person. Our smells rub off on each other. So people get maligned for that as well. And a lot of people forsake uh, being sexually hygienic and sexually well-groomed. Basically personal grooming and hygiene that does affect intercourse. They would not be okay with such things. Sometimes you have people who will violate sexual privacy, sexual confidentiality so bad because they wouldn't even agree with you on who to tell, who not to tell, how much to share, how much not to share, what to share, what not to share, when to share, why to share, how to share, which to share, and who to share. They wouldn't care. And that's what made me recognize that that there are people out here who use sex to make force other people to compromise 
to the point where they use sex to solve their problems and to resolve their issues and their conflicts, which means that the sex is officially problematic because the partners are problematic outside of sex as well. And other things I've learned uh, about sex is that I want to be honest about something. You can experience successful lovemaking without being married. You can sexually, intimately know a person and or people healthily without being married. You can have healthy lovemaking without being married. You can have healthy sexual union, which means one is in total knowledge of the other person healthily and successfully without being married. I do agree that sexual intercourse is the most intimate of acts sealing a social, physical, spiritual relationship, but you could experience that healthily and successfully without being married. I also want it to be understood there should be no medical there should be no metaphorical fig leaving when it comes to your sexual partnership and or sexual partnerships. When I think about healthy sexual union, there should be no useless excuses. There should be no useless self-defenses. There should be no useless hiding from each other. And sometimes when it comes to the sex, Your partner's way may be the better way at times. And your way may be the better way at times. And you have to embrace both experiences. There should be no self-consciousness when it comes to the sex. I also must say that when it comes to sex,
don't be afraid to expose your appropriate private thoughts to your partners. Keep the breakdown of the of communication with each other from happening. Make sure that your sexual intimacy is healthy and successful because you prioritize your spiritual, emotional, intellectual intimacy first. When it comes to sex, there should never be a feeling of embarrassment in exposing yourselves to one another and to yourselves. There should be no barriers being created between one another. There should be no shame and awkwardness reigning supreme. Never be embarrassed in your guiltlessness. Know a a person before you know a person. Know people before you know people. And when it comes to sex, be joined together by taking responsibility for each other's internal welfare and external welfare and by compassionately loving one another. Become one in flesh in the intimacy. That's how you become one in spirit in the intimacy first. And have a commitment of well-beingness for each other. That's how you commit it to having a thriving sexual union together. Y'all should be the correct match for one another. And I would say that once y'all agree to become lovers, you have to leave behind sexual self-destructive behavior. Because it's, it's not good at all for the new sexual life that you're attempting to live. And I would definitely say this. When you were sexually self-destructive, you talk like a sexually self-destructive person. You thought like a sexually self-destructive person. You reasoned like a sexually self-destructive person. Once you become sexually wholesome, you have to put the ways of sexual self-destructive behavior behind you. Forever. 
and when it comes to sex there has to also be an understanding that y'all are versions of each other y'all are expressions of each other y'all are versions of y'all selves and expressions of y'all selves this is you want to learn how to leave the sexually self-destructive past behind and move forward in sexual wholesomeness you must receive sexual emotional healing. You must forgive yourself and the others for the sexual self destructive behaviors. And you have to focus on sexual wholesomeness. You have to reach forth the things of sexual wholesomeness which are before you. You have to press toward the sexual wellness for the enjoyment of the high priority of sexual neighborliness. Don't purposely beat yourself up about the things of sexual self-destructive behavior which are behind you. Your sex life should be clothed with tender-hearted sexual mercy, sexual kindness, sexual humility, sexual gentleness, and sexual patience. Um, Make allowance for small sexual faults of each other. The type that you can easily maneuver and move forward. And for the big sexual faults, I would say get help for those things before you have resume your sex life. That way it's been fully dealt with and it's not so big that that person and or people don't feel like they can have wholesome sex with you. And, um... And then, when it comes to sex, never make each other feel stricken. Never make each other feel smitten. Never make each other feel afflicted. And never bring friction to the sex. Don't be each other's sexual griefs. Don't be each other's sexual sorrows. Um, Don't be a sexual horror story of yourself. And don't be a sexual horror story of others.
and now I'll, I'll say it in a more positive way. Now that you're a sexually wholesome person, you must talk like a sexually wholesome person. You must think like a sexually wholesome person. You must reason like a sexually wholesome person. And now that you become a sexually wholesome person, you must stay a sexually wholesome person so you can so you can benefit from the ways of being a sexually wholesome person. I'll also add this. Y'all should be able to be naked together without trepidation and without hesitation, without humiliation too. Give life to each other. I'm not saying make a baby. I'm talking about be, be, be humane to each other. And give life to the world. Be humane to the world. There's no room for thinking that one is superior to the other. Y'all all have exclusive privileges that can be internally rewarding to each other and in, enjoy being formed and equipped and equipped for various healthy sexual tasks and the same goal for your various healthy sexual tasks should be honoring self and each other simultaneously Be naked and feel no shame. Be spiritually naked and unashamed. And be physically naked and unashamed.